0: is we're starting a series, okay, on a topic that is God's heart. In fact, he's giving 10 years to it. Now, come on. You're like, we're going to hear the same word for 10 years? Well, you will hear it. You will be hearing it in the midst of this 10 years. So we're starting out this year. So I'm here, the first word to the series is about the mouth and where we find ourselves in the plan and the destiny of God with his church, with his family. Okay? So I'm going to lay a foundation because we know that if we're going to build on something, we've got to have, what is the first thing they do? They put the foundation down. And that's part of our call. So we're going to get some prophetic, apostolic foundation today. We're going to be putting in the foundation that will help the words and the things God speaks to come so you can, he can start building. When God says, I'm building my house, I want you to understand what that means. Um, yes, we're moving to a new building. Yes, we did build this building. Yes, we do renovations. But the house he's talking about in his word are each one of you is a living stone. You'll learn about that as we go forth. So, you are part of the house he's building. Are you tracking with me? It's just simple. Each one of you are one of, those, one of those foundation stones. Each one of you has a purpose. You'll be somewhere in that foundation. The apostles and prophets found themselves on the bottom. They really got, we thought, go, oh, let's elevate them. No, they're on the bottom, they're holding the weight. They are, we we go, put the pedal to the metal. Well, they are the stone to the dirt. Do you understand? They're right there in that living house. They're right there. They're touching dirt. They're touching earth. And God uses them in that way. So when I say to you, God's building his house. And when I said, when he told me he would be bringing familiar faces to build his house. It's not only about what you do as in the form of service. And we heard from GIC last week that all of us want to hear those words, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. And so we know that we've got a job to do, so to speak. We'll just talk our language. We, uh, Christian needs ministry, but it's a job. It's a work to do. But when we're doing the work of the Lord, it's awesome. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes you're rebuilding a wall. Sometimes it's heavy labor, literally, in your body, soul, and spirit. But if you tap into the spirit, it will be a job that you can do with joy. It will be a job you can do with praise on your lips or complaining your choice. We're going to be talking about that today. So without further ado, many of you already know that we've just come from 2019. In the Hebrew uh, spirituality, we are counting the years. I'm not going to go into this because I want to move on into where we're going, but this is year, last year was year 5779. It was a decade of An. They have a letter, a letter, and that letter in the past 10 years was The eye. And so God dealt with His church, each one of you living stones, with your vision and what you see. And He started correcting vision. Last year and part of the year before, many of you know that I went through eye surgeries. I had such problems with it. Everybody says, Oh, you get eye surgery, you get cataract surgery. It's a breeze. You're going to wake up. You're going to see better than you ever have ever. Is this the best? You're going to say, why did I wait so long? That wasn't my experience. And I had the best surgeon in the Upper Valley. My son is a doctor, as you know, and he would go around to the people in his sphere of influence and ask them, who's the best doctor? I told him I did the best research, and I had one of the best highly recommended ones. But, you know, he didn't have faith in his mama. So he went around, and everybody said, it's It's this doctor, and I won't mention the names here, but anyway, I had the best doctor, but it went, something went wrong. I immediately, the day when the patch came up, I had double vision, and it was horrifying. It was double vision to this time I would be, I am familiar with double vision and the hindrances it brings and how it makes you feel constricted. And as I was being healed of this and it was changing, they couldn't, my other surgery to do the other eye was scheduled three weeks later, but they said, we can't do that till this one, till we can figure out what goes. I got a second opinion, and he told me to go back to the original first specialist that somehow it would clear up, but it may take months. And indeed it did. It took almost nine months, and I couldn't wear glasses. So I had one eye with a cataract, and I had the other one that was giving me double vision. And I couldn't watch any. Just imagine imagine if I looked at your faces, you had eyes on your forehead, and you had it was this kind of double vision with a little bit of a slight double vision on the side at the same time. Oh, my word. So if you notice me being a lot of frustrated in the past year and a half, that was part of it. And no answers from God, like why am I going through this? But I do know I have a history of going through physical things and symptoms and issues in my body that are related to the body of Christ. Ezekiel did too, and others had signs and symptoms in their bodies of things that were going on. Uh, I don't like it. Some people would say that's heresy, but I'm just telling you. It's my experience. Holy Spirit can confirm it to you or whatever. Um, I So eventually I got the other eye done. I just recently got a pair of glasses. Um, I went before the end of the year, but I haven't had time to pick them up. It's really scary. But when I picked them up, I was so excited to see how this could improve even my improved vision. I no longer have double vision, but um, it was not easy. I put on the glasses. I just told Lonnie, I said, There's something wrong with these glasses. I can see better without them. I, they're bugging me. I'm going to take them back. They were $500 to help me see better. I said, They're not working. Well, he says, well, you better call them. Give it another week or see how you feel. Uh, So I'm not wearing them today. But he says, so they can, you know, hopefully, you know, 500 bucks is $500. God is restoring vision. And then he prophetically eventually told me that as the year, the decade of the eye passed away, he had shown me, he showed me prophetically, I'm not going to go into all of it, But how we have things that cause blindness, cataracts. It impedes our vision and how we see things in the natural realm, but also spiritually. You might have some (laughs) spiritual cataracts. Are you getting me? Some spiritual blindness. Jesus was always saying, He was eyes to see, let Him see. He was ears to hear, let Him hear. So, double vision. He explained to me that the double vision represented the double vision. We see one thing, we see another, and it also relates to our thoughts and our double-mindedness. And we see two things, and which one are we going after? Which one are we going to go? Imagine double vision like that and going downstairs. I'm still holding on to rails. You guys see me like a little old lady pulling on the rail Because for all those months, if I was going downstairs, I had to like, which one is the real step? Do you know? Think about it. It was so debilitating. And I'm trying to put a good face on for y'all. You know? But um and Lonnie heard much of my complaining and most of you didn't. But anyway, we have just now left the year of the eye. Eye of the Lord. We we are getting some of our vision and our sight. We're seeing more clearly. We're still works in progress. Come on. But we now move into the decade of the mouth. And the symbol for that is uh, pay. Is it pay? Pay. I thought it was right. I want to make sure. Pay. P-E-Y. We've come into the year and the decade 57 80, And it will remain until we get to um, 2030. Can you imagine that? We're headed for 2030. It will remain about God's mouth, the mouth of the Lord. Now, as we come into that, 80 uh, is the number of divine establishments. God has prophetic things. This word is simple and prophetic at the same time with hidden treasure as you continue to learn about God. So, if we are in a decade of divine establishment and He's going to use His mouth, we've heard all morning long, God created. We heard He used His mouth to create. If you read Genesis, it says, And He spoke, let there be light. And there was light, okay? And then he went on for the six days of creation, including man, you know, and then he rested. It's all about taking back what the enemy has brought demonically in darkness and bringing the light of the kingdom and enlightenment of God's revelation back to the earth. So if you're part of his family, you, you're part of that. If you're part of the building of God's house, you've got a part to play in that. Amen? You've got something to do. And this next decade is going to be featured in using your mouth. Your mouth. God used his mouth. When we see the mouth and we talk about the years and the decades that we're coming into, we see that they're associated with what? Where are your eyes? They're in your face. Where are your ears? They're right here, part of my face and what you see. Where is your mouth? Here. It is that opening. You take in food, you take in breath, and things also come out of your your mouth. But I want to talk to you this week about the prophetic foundation. So God's face, we're talking about the face of God. It represents his presence. Have we felt his presence here this morning? Yes. God wants to meet with us face to face. And when you feel his presence, that's part of his face. He's coming to meet you face to face. He's not hiding from you. He's not saying you have, to come, you have to go talk to the priest to talk to me. You don't have to go to the pastor to talk to me. You don't have to go to the leadership, somebody that you think is holier than you, to, to go talk to God. He's there to meet with you face to face. Come on. All right. God wants to relate to you face to face. Um, So this is a pivotal year, this is the beginning of it, it's the year of the beginning of the decade of the mouth, and so I want you to get that picture. We also know that his face also represents a lion, Jesus, he can also have the face of a lion, and the roar. So as we step into the new decade, we take with us our clear vision, because God's been dealing with it. We take with us to see what we didn't see before. We're beginning to see things that we didn't see before. Some of you came in here today, and you're seeing something today right now because of his mouth and being used and the word going out, and you're seeing something different. How many of you can see something today that you weren't even thinking about on the way to church? I'm here. Yeah. See? See? So when you come in, that's why it will be so important to assemble in the house of the Lord in these days, because God's going to be laying principle upon principle, foundation principle upon principle. He's going to get your mouth in shape. My son is a doctor, he's a dentist, and he is in the business of mouth restoration. He's one of the top doctors in the United States and in the world when it comes to mouth restoration. He is a teacher of other doctors to teach them the skills and the things he's been given uh, knowledge to, practiced, and really, because he's one of God's sons, favor and blessing, so he can bring healing to the people that go to him. That is no different than you. He takes a mouth checkup. So Abba is going to be kind of practicing that way. He's going to be taking a look at our mouths. We're going to get them taken care of. We're going to observe them and see what the word has to say. We're going to get them uh, with a good, is there any cancer in there? When you go for a mouth oral checkup, they're looking for cancer or anything that doesn't belong there. We're going to let Papa Abba come Gleefully, Many of you are afraid of the dentist, but don't be afraid. He believes in painlessness, and so does my son. So if you go to him, he will use the greatest and most update tools to cause you the least amount of pain possible or go painless. And if you're terrified, he knows how to put you out so you don't even know, and you wake up smiling with a little laughing gas, happy. Okay? I don't want you to be afraid of this, and so I'm bringing a little humor to it. But that's God's plan. He showed me I'm going to be working. I'm going to let them work with me. They're going to have the most. When my son is done with a patient, they're ready for Hollywood smiles. They're ready to do TV commercials because those people are smiling. And that's the way we're going to be. That's the way we're going to be. You've seen some commercials where they put a little diamond on the front tooth and it gives that little glow of light. That's you coming forth with the light of the word of God that is in you. We're not even going to work on the the mouth. It will be working on the heart because they're closely related. The heart and the mouth are very related to your thought life. So he will be working on that too. Amen. Because how many of us have made resolutions of some kind or another. But one of mine is that negativity is far from me. That complaining is far from me. Groaning is far from me. I don't know. I want that. I'm putting a demand on God. And I don't mean like an irreverent demand. I'm saying, turn the faucet on Abba. This has got to change. I've got to have more of you. And I hope you are too. I don't know what that is, but he and you will work it out. We're stepping into a new decade. I want you to think of this. I want you to picture it. You've got 10 years ahead. Glory to God. If he sanctifies our mouth and we start using them in accordance with destiny and purpose, we will be doing 80 the decade of divine establishment on the face of the earth. We will be establishing things. If we are made in God's image, and he is made to create things with his mouth, and we finally get that identity with that, we'll understand we're destined to create with our mouth. We can use this powerful instrument you were born with it. It's powerful. If there's something wrong, if you were born with a cleft palate, I don't know. If you stutter, God can correct it. Moses, when God asked him to come out and be his mouthpiece, Moses, you've all seen the Ten Commandments. Mom, Moses went to God and he goes, Look, I'm old. I'm over 80 now. I'm really stammering speech. Some people said, Well, he stuttered. We don't know that, but it, he could have just been shy. Like me. I, I was so shy. I couldn't speak to anyone. Ask my husband. God can take anybody. He can heal you, and he can use you. It's still uncomfortable. I was sharing it with Christine. I said, we're going to this conference here, and this really, I don't like that. I don't like going around strangers. You would not believe it, but I've learned to take a deep breath And I I see myself with Jesus. Um, I don't like heights. So to me, speaking to you like this or speaking to a big conference or something that I sometimes have to do, uh, maybe a thousand people, I don't like that. I'd much rather you come over and we just have a good conversation. Cup of coffee. That's easier for me. Yeah, let's relax, let's have lunch. But you see, so we get into this, and God is changing us. So what I do is I grab Jesus' hand. I go to the edge of the cliff. I don't have a hang glider, and there's no bungee cord. And so at that conference a couple of times, I literally, I've caught myself doing it. I go, and then I open my mouth. I jump off the cliff with Jesus holding his hand. And I go, Hi. How are you? My name is Kathy. What's your name? And I start. Do you understand? It's not comfortable. That I jump off the cliff with Jesus. And that's how I've learned to do it and overcome. I, I still have to overcome like that. I still have to do that. Um, we're going to see what we didn't see before. So this is the this is um we are leaving the seer realm and taking everything that we gleaned in this past 10 years and bringing the good stuff with us, okay? We don't leave it behind in that sense. We take what we've been equipped in, and he will continue to refine it and hone it and use it, and now he's going to connect better vision with your mouth. Amen? You'll be able to see the good, and you'll be able to see the enemy and his strategies. He's going to be able to give you strategies. You're going to see it. And then you're going to speak it, because that's how it it starts to come into existence. So this is the season God will draw the sound out of his people. I want you to remember that again. This is the season when God will call the sound out of his people. That means sound. So everybody just say sound. Sound. You had to use your mouth to say the word sound. That's what I'm saying. There will be a sound. You will be speaking it. There will be a voice. Amen? This is the decade of that. Oh, man. By the time we get to the end of it, and this is a pivotal year. You must understand, this first year is so pivotal in America, in the world we're living in, in the nations, in all of humanity. They've gone insane. Really. There's there's like insanity. Insanity. There's blindness. It can't be the blind leading the blind. So God is dealing with our vision so we can see and we know how to lead. Amen? And speak. Um, Wow, watch, because he's bringing all of us to a new place. There will be a movement of my voice within my people. Within you, his voice. There will be a movement of, This is what he spoke. There will be a movement of my voice within my people. I want you to get this. He wants, he is in you. When you receive Jesus in your heart, he comes to live and abode inside of you, around you, in heaven, earth, everywhere you are, all at the same time. He's amazing. He's my hero. Here next. Hear the sound of the kingdom, because you're going to start to hear the sound of the kingdom. You heard it today, you heard it last week, you heard it the week before, and the week before that It has already begun. This year started at the feast. It's already begun, but we're really laying down the foundations right now and being called uh, by the Lord. I want to talk about the sound that you're going to hear. Because I know I've heard a lot of the opposite. This will be a decade where the people of God find their voice of harmony. The sound of harmony. 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 Okay? And the people of God find harmony. That's what he's calling for in this decade among his body. My people will find their voice of harmony in this season. Three, fresh release of the kingdom influence. We're going to have favor, a fresh invasion, of favor that comes upon us when we're interacting. You'll be in situations where you've never had favor before, you're expecting something totally opposite, and all of a sudden, there's favor. There's favor. Like these people have never treated me nice before in their whole lives. And suddenly they're smiling at me. What is going on here? Do I have jelly on my chin? What's going on? Are they are they making fun of me? Like what's coming back? You know, we're suspicious. God says, Let your suspicions go because this is the hour. That should be your expectation. Expect my favor. Expect my blessing. If you are operating and you are making choices every day to walk in righteousness, do you know what righteousness is? Making the right choice. You know, when you know and that little thing in you says, don't do this, this isn't good, then don't do it. It's that simple. It's not rocket science. It's your conscience and the voice of God. So it's when you're walking and you're choosing life. We may mess up along the way. But do you understand, that's what repentance is for when we get back on track. Amen? I want you to understand that. This is the year. Harmony, fresh release of favor, a fresh invasion in your life. And we're moving into new understanding that we are, this is so important. you got to understand that. We, his body. Men and women of God are the new legislative body in the earth. We are here, what are we hearing in our government? Let's talk about America. Legislative body gone mad, insane, it's crazy. We're not hearing about harmony. Everything there is the opposite, but I'll tell you what, we're going to pick up God's voice. We're going to pick up God's word. We're going to know what He says, and we are going to pick up our right and the authority that He has given us, and we are going to legislate in the realm of the Spirit. We're going to make decrees. We're going to send the papers to God, not the Senate. Are you following what I'm saying? We're going to ignore that stuff because it's on another level, and we are the legislative body. We are the ones that have been chosen by God himself, not voted in, but by divine appointment, and we are going to legislate what happens. We're going to start speaking the laws of God. We are going to start speaking the truth. We are going to start calling down the laws that God weeps at. That he's torn apart by. And we are going to start speaking it. It will be in your prayers. It will be in the midst of the assembly. It will be wherever he calls you to stand up. Because we see it in the New Testament church when Paul went out and the apostles went out. And they went out to lay the foundations of the kingdom of God after Jesus ascended. And went up into the cloud. And they began to tell the people of the world that were so messed up, just like we are here. I mean, in those days, in the temples that they had in the world, there were temple prostitutes. Come on. This is the hour. We are called to be the legislative voice of Abba, of Father God, the judge of the nations. Supreme Court? Supreme Court? I'll tell you where the Supreme Court is. It's divine, and the Ancient of Days comes in. And let me tell you, there is respect. There is respect. And due process, in true judgments and decrees. And we have a mediator there. He's like a lawyer, and he comes in, and it says in the Word of God that Jesus is your mediator. The enemy comes in, and he accuses you, and he makes charges, and most of them you're guilty of. And you go in, and you practice repentance, and you go, yes, yes, I'm, I plead guilty because he didn't make it up. I did those things. And I repent, and I am so remorse about it. And Jesus says, I'm making mediation, Father. I shed my blood on the cross for this one. I poured my blood out for this one, that he would become my righteousness. Will you look upon him with favor? Will you set him free? Will you do the work that only you can do? You are the author and finisher of this person's faith, Father. Will you set out a divine decree for justice and mercy in the court? Come on. This is how the process is working. You will become familiar with the divine court of heaven. You will become familiar with what the word of God tells you and how you can go boldly before the throne of mercy and grace. Amen? Is that awesome? We don't have to be afraid. We aren't combative. We just make decrees based on what we know God's word says and what his will is. We have to have that revelation that we are kingdom influencers. Amen. This is uh, number four, this is a decade of prayer. You will be praying, you'll be called to pray. Uh, We just made uh, a decision recently that we will be meeting on Wednesdays in the other building instead of here in the sanctuary. Why is that? It's not because all our focus is on that, but we want to... This building is saturated with prayer and everything. It's live. Our words are living and alive. Everything. And we want to saturate that place. That place, that building was owned since 1947... And occultic practices have been going on since then. We drove out those spirits when we took it, but we now we want to sanctify it. we want it to, we want the words you see their penetration. there's no distance in the spirit. We don't need some kind of x ray thing. Our words penetrate plaster, sheetrock, studs, two by four materials. We want to saturate the physical building, and we want to saturate the area and the place that we're taking over in the neighborhood. Come on. The the, the old Elks Lodge, God just bought it. He's making payments on it. He made a way. He made a miracle so we could have this. It's going to change the face of our, our region. God's going to do things. So come on down. We're going to meet 6 to 7 every Wednesday night at the CCC. So just get over there. Come, we'll, we'll pray an hour. We're gonna have boards set up so you can come in if you've got. We're gonna have like healing or this or that that people want to pray about, and then we're gonna get all that done, and then we're gonna start declaring. We're gonna start legislating. Come on, so there's gonna be hour-long legislative setting the captives free, praying for whoever. Who knows what they're gonna be? Deliverance. I don't know what's gonna happen because He's gonna be directing them. Okay but it's a place that you can come and participate. Um, Prayer, not enough to just see we've got to pray this in. It's time to declare and decree, and you heard that here, and you've been seeing a greater anointing on it uh, since the feast because it's the new year of the mouth. Number five, it's a season to speak. It's a season to speak. Everybody say speak. Speak. I, I found that song last week when I was leading worship last week. It's called "I Speak Jesus." I'll tell you what—that's what I—that's what my desire. It's that simple. I, I don't have to come up with a 20-word mission statement of what I plan on doing in this next 10 years. It's simplified. I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. Everybody say, "I speak Jesus." You have that language. It's a new tongue. It's, well, it's not a new one. It's an old one. It's the one that created light and the earth and the planetary system, and it continues to create and tear down and build up. It is the power of God's voice. It's so exciting. Are you getting excited? I speak Jesus. I know that I can come to church on any Sunday, and I've got other people that go, because you just told me I speak Jesus. So I can come up to you, Terry, and I go, Carrie, let's, let's speak Jesus. Let's talk Jesus right now. Do you see how awesome that is? That we have a family that gets it and is getting it. Uh, I don't speak this word saying I am all knowing. We enter in, and there are areas that are unknown to us. But this is the per, this is the prevailing vision that we're entering into. He doesn't tell you every little thing because why? You have to walk by faith, not by sight. You have to learn to trust him. When he tells you to walk on water, you go, Ooh, I haven't done that before. I, I don't really even swim that well. But I know how to float. Dead man's float, I got that down, okay? You know, I shouldn't drown unless a shark comes up to try and eat me. But I don't taste good. Not shark meat, <laughs> dinner. Guys, is this exciting? This is a decade we've longed for. The prophets have been prophesying about. These are the prophetic revelations that we see, but now this is the time for pro- not just revelation and side of it, this is the time for manifestation. This is where you're going to see it and happen. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. He told me last week that there would be familiar faces coming and he would be bringing them to church and they were going to help build his house. And who do I see in the... I was so excited because I knew they were familiar faces. And then they tell me how they love God and they want to serve him. Amen? We're going to get that banner. Welcome home. Welcome home. So, uh, I want to leave you with something that Chuck Pierce said. He's... um, an apostolic figure in the church, one that's pretty uh, solid. And this is what he said. Quote, I am. this is what he saw, hap- one of the little things that he saw happening this year. And this is kind of a, a spiritual horse gate area, so this stood out for me. He said uh, a few months ago, I am, this is God speaking as he's prophesied. And God said through Chuck Pierce, I am increasing the horsepower of my church. I don't know about you, but I know Mr. John over here, Jonathan Edwards over here. He's a man that likes horsepower. He likes to work on those big rigs. And he likes it when we get that roar of the engine going. There's something about it. Come on, guys. All look at look at all the smiles on the men. We're like, Yeah, yeah. Well let me tell you, little Kathy loves a Corvette that's got a little rumble in it. Vroom, broom, broom. And a and a and a Mustang isn't too bad either because I've had a few of them, the luxury of getting to drive them once in a while. Yeah. Some of that horsepower. What did we do? We customized the carburetor. We put duals on it, baby. It was a 390. And we put th- dual carburetors on that baby. And I helped him get it in because that thing was so monstrous in, the, in, a, in a Mustang. And uh, there was no room. And he'd been out there all day. And I don't know what he was saying, but I stayed away. Oh, 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 yeah, the distributor to, to get the whole thing up and running and give us a little more oomph. And I came out and I said, let me do it. Let me try. My hands are smaller than yours. And you had to literally put that distributor in and drop it in in the right place. And you couldn't see it. You had to feel it. You had to listen. And all of a sudden, I could just, with my little fingers, just enough, I felt that baby kick in and boom. She dropped in, and he's like, I've been asking him all day, can I, just let me try it. No, go back in the house. Go back in the house, you know. Man, you relate, don't you? Why, just let me try it. Let me try it. What, what the heck? Take take a breather. Get a glass of water. Uh, but anyway, it started in, so I always like to say that, and remind him of that, uh, because that's a real reality. That was a painful day for him, even after I put it in. Okay. Enough said. (laughs) We're laughing here today because we learn through the things we suffer, don't we? Sometimes we learn obedience just to listen to somebody else that has another view before we throw it out and go, that's not going to work. But to ponder, hey, give it a try. You know? So... Uh, Just a few last things here for today. Um, These are the prophetic things we will see. The lion's roar. We will see the lion of Judah roar. Radical kings and queens will boldly get up and declare the word of the Lord. You're going to hear new kingdom trumpets. Those are people that have a trumpet in their mouth. We will literally hear the sound of the shofar Some of us are shofar, but if you blow the trumpet, the shofar is even going to have a new anointing. Sean, get ready. There will be times that we blow the shofar horn literally to break something in the realm of the spirit or to announce something or to call. The shofar was born to announce. It was was created to call the people, call the leaders, lots of things in that lesson, but raising up mouthpieces of truth, sons of thunder, to preach the gospel. It's the decade of decades. This 10 years will be the fight for America. It starts this year. We have an election. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're not going to pray politically. We're going to pray for God's will to be done. We're going to trust him with his choice. We're going to pray over America. We're going to pull down the political dark sludge cloud in this region, over America, over the nations, and we are going to pray for the will of God to be done, especially in America. It's our fight. We've got to fight for our children We've got to fight over the school system. We've got to fight for our children and the future of America, God's nation, one nation under God. We're going to repeat it. We understand the founding fathers and how God led them here. We understand much more than that. We're going to speak it. This will be the decade of establishment. I said that before, Job 22:28. I want to read it. You shall decree a thing, and it shall come to be established to you. Light shall shine your way. That means he'll be leading you. We're going from sing to decreeing. Okay? We're going to the deck of sing to decreeing. We're bringing both into the picture. We're casting vision to establishment. We declare his word, he establishes the kingdom. We, The Lord is building his house, he's putting the pieces together. God wants to establish you he wants you, you are part of this, every single one of you. It's not just for me. Kathy's a preacher, she's going to do it. No, every single mouth in here, you are a mouthpiece for God. He wants to establish you in grace, in mercy, he, in truth, so you can bear forth fruit, great fruit. Servant, job well done testimonies of his glory. He will not he we will not fail or fall away. We will remain. And what we speak will remain. I want to talk about last year Billy Graham or not last year, but Billy Graham passed away in the recent past. In in the recent uh, few years. Okay. That mantle, remember when Elijah was going to die? It's the old prophet in the Old Testament. Elisha was looking to get his mantle. He wanted to carry on the work that Elisha did. Jesus said, "Before he comes, Elijah will come." Billy Graham, in one sense, was and it has a — I tell you this story. He, he wasn't that prophet, but what he had was a mantle, and where is it going to land? I'll tell you where it's going to land. It's going to land upon this generation. It's landing upon this decade. Even some previously when he went behind and it's been dropping down upon the masses. It's landing on a generation of young people that are already laying hold of it. You see them on some of our worship videos with their hands up. They're not afraid to cry out. You might see some on the floor. They're not up there doing a show, it's what's going on in their heart. This mantle will again lead us to see stadiums filled with Christians, stadiums filled with non Christians and Christians alike, where people are coming. This is the move. I've been telling you for the past couple of years, we're not waiting for it. We're in it. We're in the beginnings of it. I want you to get this picture. The mantle's falling down. It's got to start with our young people. We've got God is taking this generation, and we've got to pray it in. Some of you are seasoned prayer warriors, and if you aren't, come learn how it's done. And we will pray this in, and we will let the young. The young people come forth as they must come, and they're ready to run with God. You saw Seth here at the feast. He's one of them. He's the one that God's been grooming. It's time. It's the season. We will see a new evangelistic anointing going forth in the earth realms. We will see stadiums again in America. God bless America. And salvation is going to come to many. Amen? Are you excited about that? I am. We will come to fully understand the power and authority we have been given. It's going to dawn on you. This will bypass your, oh, Kathy, nice word. No, you're going to understand it and you're going to lay hold of it. It's like authority is mine. I've been given the keys. I can speak this. I can do this. I'm going to start here. I'm going to get out my checkbook. I'm not going to be shaking my knees if there's not enough money to go around when they bring an offering and God tells me, and I want to give and I'm afraid to give because I can't pay my bills. I'm going to get out my checkbook. I'm going to start prophesying over my checking account number. I've got authority. I've got the kings of the of the kingdom, God says he will provide for me. I am doing his work. I am doing everything. And we will begin to see it established, the kingdom of God, and we will take dominion. We did that last week. We wrote a rooted provision. It's coming. It's on its way. In our mouths, to give life and to curse. Both coming from our mouths command and rebuke, the prophetic voice of evangelism. I want to talk about Hollywood. I want to talk about Hollywood. The Lord shared with me he's, he's going to start turning it into Hollywood. And the reason I say that is because when Lonnie and I were part of the Jesus movement in the 70s and where we learned Hollywood was one of the first places that God began to reach, he started getting movie stars and people associated Directors started coming to our churches. They didn't understand God. They didn't like God. They, you know, they were in a culture that was godless, and God began to work on their hearts. You tell me, Justin Bieber, you may not like him and what he stood, be, stood for before, but Justin Bieber has found Jesus Christ, and he's become born again. And things are changing in that young man's life, and he is speaking it out in places that you and I could never even get into. Are you hearing me? God intends to take Hollywood and make it Hollywood. So start praying for Hollywood. Kanye West, whoa. He is his music and genre and everything that you might not have supported in the past. His wife, uh, Kim Kardashian, the whole family, the nightmare, everything that you see in there. He comes and gets Kanye West's heart. You think it's fake? It's really not. He got born again. He got saved. He's trying to figure out how am I going to reconcile this and my family and our publicity and everything the world expects. He's holding services the only way he knows how because he understands Hollywood and and the people that will be drawn to that. So I don't care how he draws them in to a multitude of 10,000 people, but they're like, whoa, something's happening in his life, and they're going to hear the gospel. They're going to hear something about Jesus so, God is evangelizing, and you're just going to have to get over it. You're going to have to stop condemning it and saying, Well, it doesn't like uh, that's this and it's that. Quit judging it. Start praying for it. Yes, pray for it. We have, we understand it. I told you a few years ago. I'm seeing the rumblings of a move like never before. And part of it is going to be, we don't have to throw out the old move. The Jesus movement still continues. The old-timers that were part of it, they're in the earth. They've been contending for it. Some of them are apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers. And they're prayer warriors and they're intercessors and they're travelers and they're visionary. And they're believing this must take place. Every generation must be represented in the whole household. I'm so excited about it. It is the deck. Oh, we're going to have, the Lord told me we're going to have Christian Woodstocks. How do you like that? That's close to home up here in the culture of New York. Christian Woodstocks. I mean, who knows? We might have one this year. I don't know. Can you imagine the opposite of what was going on in that? We're taking it back. We are taking dominion. And we are not going to be in the closet anymore. we're coming out we kind of we're 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 you see we're learning what our real identity is, and it's nothing less than jesus christ we're We're getting shocked and we're not in identity crisis anymore. The world is, but we aren't amen it's the i'm I'm closing now the decade of dominion. The decade of dominion. Jesus said, Romans three twelve. I mean uh, Revelation three twelve. Jesus said, to the one who hears and overcomes, to the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of God. Amen. You're gonna hold it up. We're not gonna quit. Ain't nobody gonna knock these pillars over. This is the decade of all decades. I pray to God I live to make it to the next one. Amen? You gotta take care of me and help me do that. Speak forth his word and watch God do it. Get your mouth restored. Get your heart and your mouth working properly. Get your mind renewed with the mind of Christ and your thoughts and start speaking the word of God and watch God do it. Amen. So next week, next week, (laughs) next week we'll be talking about um, how's your mouth. We'll be going in for that annual checkup. We'll be challenged. But oh, so good. It may hurt, but it'll be, oh, it hurts so good. (laughs) You know? Yeah, he wants to get it on track. Full mouth restoration. You're all smiling right now. And we are going to, at the end of this, we'll have that little diamond in there. Ching! Ching! Shining forth with the light of God. May this word be sealed. May the foundation of the decade right now be laid in your hearts. May it be articulated so you remember it and you recall it this week. You don't leave it behind. May it grow. May it increase. May you have understanding and sight that you can share this foundation with someone else. It's on words so you can rehearse it. You can get some of the scriptures, but lay hold of it. You had a big banquet at the banqueting table of Father today, foundational teachings, so you'll be solid. This decade will be solidly built on a rock, not on sand, a foolishness, but on wisdom of God and the will of God. We feel this to us, Father. Help each one of us. Mercy, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Are you excited about where we're going? Amen.